is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 2 Peter 3.9 Hello, Living Hope Church. We are back with Stepping Stones podcast. This time, we have our friends Martin and Barb Covington on the podcast. Um, Just a little bio of them to get started. They will be married 41 years next month. They have three grown sons, all who are married, live in Maryland, and two in Raleigh, North Carolina. They have four grandchildren and one more due next month. Uh, They live in Manchester, Maryland, Baltimore County, near Pretty Boy Reservoir. They started attending Living Hope around 2017, about six years ago. Martin serves in the setup and the breakdown ministry, and he's a smiling face as a door monitor uh, about once a month. Uh, Barb serves as a greeter and also in the communion preparation. Um, I asked them also for just a little extra info of where uh, a vacation they enjoy. Uh, and Martin said he likes to visit national parks for vacation. And Barb said anywhere in the mountains. <laughs> so one more thing but as we roll into this is, uh, as I've mentioned several times in this podcast, one of the things that gave me the heart for this was sitting down and just talking with people about their heart for their neighbors and friends and coworkers. And I think I can almost safely say that one of the first conversations I had like that was in your backyard, sitting on a picnic table, I think, and chatting about your connection to your neighbors. Now, they're not real tight, close neighbors, but uh, we definitely had a wonderful conversation. I heard your guys' heart for them and how you've reached out with the gospel, and that really tumbled forward into making this podcast and asking people in the church to bring in stories. So um, I'm really excited to have them on this week. Um, Hi, guys. How are you? Doing great. (laughs) Good. Martin? Doing wonderful. Good, good. You have a a great uh, podcasting voice. I was was thinking that before we started recording. I'm like, he's going to sound like a pro at this. Yeah. I hardly think so. (laughs) (laughs) No, wonderful. Very good. Um, Yeah, so uh, you remember that, right? Yes. Yes, I was trying to think when that was. Was it pre-COVID or kind of in? It was during COVID. Yeah, very early on in COVID. I bought a couple of heaters, uh, gas heaters. And right. I had them set up out there. We were sitting around the gas heaters on the back porch. Was it near Thanksgiving? Because you guys did kind of a... I, rem- I remember that as part of the story. Mm-hmm. You guys were planning your Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, tell me about that. Oh, it wow. Was out- you had outdoor Thanksgiving, didn't you? Yeah. I think we did. Gosh, you know, that seems so Uh-oh. long ago yeah, now. Yeah, so much right. has happened oh, COVID. since then. But yeah, yeah every, all of our social events took mm. place outdoors no matter how cold it was because we you know, invested in these outdoor heaters right and um and that's basically how we we socialized with our friends was oh, outdoors wow. goodness for, for two years yeah, yeah. life group did you guys have a life group out outside we, no not we didn't have the no life okay group. but you've done a lot of things over the years with people socially in the yard i think mm-hmm. you were telling me mm-hmm. and sports teams and you're for your boys and things like yep. that absolutely yeah so like i said it just really came through and what you told me stirred me up i don't even know if i was 
considered elder for evangelism at that time. It was just something I enjoyed talking about, and it and I had stopped by because I drove over to Westminster for a car dealership to do work coming home on the way, and I think I just was like, hey, could I swing by? And you were absolutely uh, great with that. So, um, yeah, it, it just sort of leads me right into the story. Um, if, you, if you've been following us at all, we've done these eight podcasts on stepping stones. So there's been a teaching and a practical application, other different parts. But really, we're done those eight, but we as an elder team... Um, feel like we should keep going. And as long as we have people who want to share their heart for evangelism and that we want to highlight uh, what they're doing, that we're going to keep at it. So we're not going to have all the teaching and all the other stuff, but we are going to highlight people and have them share stories when uh, when they're up for giving it a try. So I'm so grateful you guys said yes. And uh, I guess I just want to kick it over to you. However you two would like to share, I'd love to hear a, um, a story or two about reaching out to people and maybe give you some feedback or thoughts on it when, when I hear it. Well, I could jump in here and take over the whole thing. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have Barbara tell hers first. Okay, okay, wonderful. Um, when, when we talk about evangelism and reaching out to your neighbor, I have this one friend who, well, first of all, let me preface by saying I grew up in the Bible Belt Hmm. Back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Okay. And there was a, there was literally a church on every corner. Everybody went to church. All hmm. my friends went to church. Whether you were really a Christian or not, you went to church and everybody hmm. was Christian. That was the only religion in the little area that I grew up in. Uh-huh. And so... It was, it was almost like this little religious cocoon that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And I was not really exposed to um, indifference toward mm. Christianity, religion, you know, until you know I left and went to college. Mm. And after we got married and moved to Maryland, we, um, we had this one neighbor who is an entirely different religion. She had grown up in a whole different religion. Mm. And her son and our two two older sons became very close friends growing up. Mm. Um, they were back and forth at each other's houses all through the years. And one day when the boys were little, we, we took the boys to Cadoris Swimming Pool back, mm-hmm. back then. And um, somehow we got off on the topic of God and she just looked me in the face point blank and said, I don't believe in God. Can we still be friends? And I was, that was the first time I'd ever had anybody just look me in the face and say, I don't believe in God right. at all. But I appreciated her honesty yeah. and the fact that she said, can we still be friends? She did not want that to be a point of contention between us. Right. And so... Through the years, um, with we we developed a very close friendship, despite the fact that we have a lot of differences. Right. Um, and you know the scripture talks about your spirits bearing witness with one another. Well, mm. it's almost like there's there is this last barrier because mm. she is not a believer and I am a believer, and it's 
I just, I, I feel it when I'm with her. Mm. And, um, but through the years I've prayed for her, Right. I have, I've shared with her, but she's the tough cookie, hmm. you know, um, happy to be friends, um, happy to, to get together. We, we, we eat together. We, we do things together. Our kids grew up together and, um, but she just has no interest at all. Hmm. And uh, our sons even um, shared the gospel with her son. In fact, and this was when they were little boys and they'd go to Sunday school and it was all about telling your friends about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And one day we were sitting out on our porch swing, she and I, and and we were talking and somehow, you know, this topic of God came up again and she says, would you tell your sons to stop telling my son that they, <laughs> he's going to go to hell if he doesn't believe in Jesus? <laughs> and, and, it, and it, but again, I appreciated her honesty right. and the fact that she didn't, she did not walk away from our friendship because of right. that. Right. So there, there, there is, um, and now our our sons are all grown up, and right. they've they've all they've moved away. They're married. They've moved away, and yet we still have this friendship. And mm. I I really value this friendship. And so she's just made it very clear she wants nothing to do with Christianity. Mm. So my prayer now for her, and mm. this is it's based on a scripture from Second Corinthians four four which says the God of this age, and that's God, little g, right. of this age, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Mm. So my prayer for her now is that God would remove these blinders mm-hmm. um, because we still have this interaction, and she, and she knows that we... Uh, that we we we're believers. Uh, we attend church. We we say a blessing before every meal, and they've she's even come to Christmas events with us, and we've hmm. we've done things with them, you know, and um, and I'm just praying for more opportunities, yeah. or that she will begin to hunger and thirst for the the thing that she does not have, Amen. and that's. That's um, Jesus in her heart. And it's really interesting. This morning I was out planting uh, grass seed and putting the straw down on top of it because there, the forecast was for rain, which we did not get today. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, and I was just so reminded about the whole concept of planting seeds, yes. the seeds of the gospel. And, and in Corinthians, Paul, there's one scripture, I think he's, he's, he's addressing divisions in the church and, mm. and how it's like a team effort and different people have come along and done different things in the church. And he said, I planted the seed, mm. Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. Mm. And that was just a reminder to me that uh, even though she still um, uh, rejects the gospel, mm. um, I can still plant the seeds, and I can still pray that the blinders would be lifted mm. from her eyes. 
Um, and maybe somebody else will come along and add some water to that seed. Mm. But in the end, it is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit that gets hold of her heart mm-hmm. and, and, um, and woos her. Right. Um, and she's going through a really tough time right now with, with another neighbor. And mm. I've just been praying that, you know, somehow, you know, and I've told her I'm praying for her. Yeah. You know, and that this whole situation would be resolved because it has the potential to really upend upend her whole life. She may have to end end up moving, but um, but she knows I'm praying for her. And we have another friend. She has another friend who is a believer who is also sort of working from another angle. You know, Um, so I'm just praying that God will maybe somehow show himself to be real to her yeah in maybe in in how he answers prayers um for this whole situation Mm. so and i was also reminded that you know you can you can witness to people for a long 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 time and if they never accept you know jesus as their savior you know you did what god told you to do you you shared with them but you cannot make them believe, mm. um, and and you just keep on sharing right. and asking God to give you more opportunities. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm just so grateful for the fact that we have a very strong friendship after all these years, um, despite that that big difference in our life. Yeah. Um, because most of almost all my other friends people I hang out with, they're believers. Hmm. Um, because I mean, I'm not, I don't have, I'm not employed outside the home anymore like I was. And I, hmm. I'm not coming in contact with unbelievers every day. Right. Um, but this one friend is just really heavy on my heart. Hmm. Um, so that's, that's basically what that's I'm doing now. Story. Okay. Wow. Thank you so much. I am really grateful for the stories that people have told that don't necessarily have like the happy ending mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I think that really speaks to us uh, that because we probably have more relationships like that than we do people that right. we've won for Christ and seen the transformation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's just real, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what, why God's timing is that way with, with it right now. There's just a season the world's in or the influences mm-hmm. around people. Um, but yeah, you, you hit so many of the things we've talked about through the podcast series, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. persevering with people and uh, prayer being a key. Uh, I, I guess maybe I would think in that long-term thing, like you've probably already said it, but just like what it, what are a key thing or two that keeps you from discouragement in, in that relationship helps you to maintain and, and still trust, trust God with it. I think the fact that she does, if I, if I say, well, I'll, pray about this for you she really welcomes that i just i just Mm. think there's something (laughs) you know something in me says that you know it 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 might take until the very last but wow that she would come around Mm. um and that that scripture that i read from second peter that says he's patient with you not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance he's waiting you know that i think that's one of the reasons why he hasn't come for us yet i mean Mm. 
Yeah. You know, he knows in the end who everyone who's going to believe and who's not, you yeah. know. Um, and he's waiting for that right. that final that final person that he knows. Right. And in the meantime, we just have to keep persevering, you know, keep keep praying um, because it, you know it might be the very end. I I understand that my own father may have had a death death bed confession. Wow. Um, based on stories that I heard, I, I didn't have a, a rela- relation with relationship with him, but we prayed for him for years and years and years, and people would witness to him. Hmm. Um, again, this was down in the Bible Belt, and so there would be evangelists that would knock on doors and come and want to share the gospel right. with you. You don't see that very much anymore. Right. Um, and um, his his second wife said that she believes that he made his peace with God right at the very end. And I do wow. hope I'll see him in heaven. Yeah. I don't know that, but he was another tough cookie. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, God puts yeah. those in our lives. That, that's also mm-hmm. wonderful that you've built and maintained a long-term friendship and, and a true, like, you know, appreciation for one another friendship, not mm-hmm. like an agenda-driven friendship, right. but really right. caring for her. And yeah. That's great. Uh, Martin, any thoughts on your wife's story before we get into yours? Well, yeah, I've got part of that story, too. Oh, okay. Okay. But I wanted to talk about a couple other relationships. And if you're not bored by the time I finish talking, mm-hmm. I'll come, I'll swing back to the story. She just okay. circle back. And got I'll it. end got with, it. with where that story is. Ah, where where, where her other half is in that story. Oh, good. And, uh, Very that's, good. That's who I've been witnessing to. A teaser. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. So, um, I guess it's my turn. It's all okay. yours. Um, and if I get to where I'm boring you, to put your hand up or something, I'll stop. <laughs> all right. No. So um, now looking back at it, I think the Lord was always talking to me. Hmm. Um. I just wasn't listening very much. Hmm. Uh, I used to pray, Lord, show me, or us, me, depending on what I was praying with the two of us or just myself, uh, what to do and, and help us or me to do it. Hmm. That way I had an out, you see, mm-hmm. right? I didn't have to. If he didn't help me do it, see, it wasn't really my mm-hmm. fault, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in my early 60s, I went through a really tough patch uh, Really hard, actually. Mm. And I started changing that. Hmm. I think maybe he had to do a little bit of fire on me and started praying, Lord, show me or us when we're praying together what to do, and we or I will going to do it. Mm. And that's a quite a different... Uh, that doesn't sound much different, but that's a lot different. Attitude. And um, immediately things changed. Immediately. Uh, God started directing me to people, things I wasn't expecting to happen. Mm. Really, I think almost visit, sometimes almost speaking to me, saying, turn left, go over mm. here. And uh, well, walking up on people that are in tears, people that I'd known, mm. uh, children had overdosed, uh, co-workers with cancer, wow. things like that. And uh, wrap my arms around people and put stick my hand in the air and pray for them. Mm. And before that happened, I never would have done that. Right. And uh, well, I now have two much younger engineers that work for me now, or work with me. They none of them work for me. They work with me now, and I'm training them to take my job. Hmm. Well, that's what that's what's going on. And 
That's a wonderful thing, actually. Hmm. And uh, one of them even carpools to work with me. Oh. So these guys, they sit right next to me. Yeah. One of them rides in his car with me or my car back and forth to work. And they have to learn from me. Yeah. So they're like really stuck, you know? <laughs> That's okay, right. right. God, so God set them up. They're really stuck. And uh, I think without meaning to, I have to be careful. It's at work, right? Yes. But every time we get into one of these situations where we really talk about how things function, I don't know what it is recently, but there's almost always some kind of biblical allusion, to hmm. particularly one of the parables that Jesus tells, where I'll say, we'll be talking about this or that, how things actually function. And I'll say, you know, there's a biblical story about that. <laughs> and I'll repeat off the top of my head one of Jesus' parables. Now, I, I don't get it word for word. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, and they're all nodding because, sure, that explains, that's exactly how it works. And then at the end, I'll try to say, well, but what, what it really meant was this. And I'll talk about what Jesus, what the, what the eternal meaning of it was. Wow. But it's, I start off with, here's the physical thing. And these guys are like me. They're engineers. They're like, oh, yeah, I want to understand how the physical thing works. Sure. And that's the reason he told those parables like that. Yeah. Right? Uh, I was trying to remember today the ones. There's a bunch of them. It's been happening for a couple of years. Wow. But the uh, one that really stands out is the first one. After both those guys got with me, uh, they were we were talking about somebody trying to make something go backwards. Hmm. Okay, it really only works one direction. Hmm. You can't force it back the other way. And when we finished talking about that, then I said, "You know, there's a biblical story about that." And I said, "It's the story of Nicodemus and the new birth." And I explained that uh, Jesus had said you had to be born again. And Nicodemus, who's this wise old man, says, well, that's not possible. How can a man climb back into his mother and be born again? <laughs> if you read the Bible section, I'm not saying this exactly right. But, and I said, this is the way this works. It's one direction only, just like Nicodemus said. Right. Okay. But that's not what Jesus said. So what mm. Jesus was really saying was, you can be born again. Mm. That you need to be born of the Spirit. Right. Now, that's really not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the fact that everything only works one way. Okay. That's how I ended that. Yeah. But what did I just do? You I mean, I was talking about the new birth. Sure. And and they're all happy. They're hearing it. Right. And uh, lots of things like that have happened. I didn't realize wow. till recently how many of his parables you can come up with. There was, there's modern parallels, too. We right. got into a situation talking about corruption. And I started talking about how, well, it'll all come out. I've worked at the county 28 years now, and I've seen lots of stuff happen. And anything that goes on in the dark is always going to come out in the light. Right. And then I started quoting some of that about Jesus. And I said, of course, Jesus says he is the light. Hmm. But believe me, whatever's done in the dark is going to come out in the light. Hmm. And, of course, what I'm doing is I'm paraphrasing sure. another one of, his, one of his parables. And... Uh, the physical thing is what I'm talking about, but then I there's always a spiritual thing. Just like Jesus said, there's a, the last sentence is the spiritual application. Right. And uh, I was thinking about all this, and I was writing this down at lunchtime today. And at the end of the day today, just before I was leaving, it happened again. And again, I didn't force it. It was something that just occurred. 
Right. Uh, the one guy was gone. The younger fellow was there with me. We were working on something. And he started talking about how he was having trouble with his visa card and how he couldn't wait for the day to come because he'd heard that last year they were starting to experiment with people having uh, a, a chip and put into their wrist so they could scan their arm over the scanner and have it with them all the time. No, Nobody could steal it, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, when I was 12, I read something at the end of the Bible. John's, you know who John was? And I explained that to him. I said, he, he, this, is, this is, John at this point is probably blind. He's an old man. He's talking. He's telling visions to somebody who's writing them down. Mm. And he's seeing things that he doesn't even understand what he's seeing. But he, he's talking about it and they're writing it down. And I, I actually went and got the Bible this time. I have one in my desk. And I quoted, I want to make sure I got it right. And I quoted there about during Revelation, the mark of the beast, and you're not going to be able to buy or sell mm -hmm. unless you have the mark on your wrist or on your forehead. And I said, now, John saw that 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And when I was 12, that meant nothing. I thought it was a tattoo. Mm. Well, just last year, what really means is becoming a parent. Hmm. Now, that wow. conversation just happened about two hours ago. Wow. And I said, so where do you think John got that from? Right. You think that was just because John was a smart guy? Right. right. He's just a man. You know, God was putting that in his, in his mind. He was seeing the future. Hmm. God sees everything the same. In the past, the present, the future, they're just pages in a book. Right. Right. So that we had that conversation, and I said, I'll see you, I'll see you tomorrow. Wow. And walked out. So I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah. I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah. But they're trapped with God me knows. for the rest of this year and maybe maybe all of next year. Right. So right. Um, okay. they, they really can't get away. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're yeah. planting a lot of seeds there. Well, I don't know. We'll see. That's right. That's now, the right. end of the story that Barbara was telling. Yeah. All right. This all happened during COVID, just before COVID. Uh, this lady, her husband, died, mm. uh, and I, I have hopes for him. I will say that one of our sons came back when he was about six, and says, "Dad, Mister Blank, he's going to heaven now." I told him about Jesus, <laughs> and I, he was he was working on our house. Right. And a little boy got out there and told him about Jesus. Wow. So who knows? Who knows? Anyway, awesome. uh, this lady has a boyfriend. And uh, just like her, he's from the same religion that she's from. And, uh, and he's around all the time, of course. Right. And during COVID, he and I became friends. Mm. Every Friday when I finished work, he would come over to the house and sit on the porch and talk to me with a burner going on either side of us because, of course, it was the middle sure. of the winter. Yeah. And we talked about everything. Hmm. And by the end of it, he was called me brother and slapped me on the back before he left. Hmm. And we still do it. And we have had talks about spiritual things. Right. And uh, he is quite willing to talk about it. Hmm. Uh, again, who knows? All three of those are 
sort of ongoing yeah ongoing events they're actually all friends of ours the the two guys at work right this fella and our friend and our his, friend his our original friend, friend yeah. right right um we don't know yeah wow but that's where we are that's awesome wow well it's one thing i think that you both have communicated is just how uh hospitable and accepting like that there's one of those set of steps in the stepping stones is just awareness and being uh, friendly noticing people inviting them in i mean is that something you are intentional about is just kind of come naturally to you like how do people end up on your porch and and get into your life that way Uh, well in all honesty my husband is the more outgoing of the two of us and he he grew up in a home um, where there were people over for dinner all the time. His mother was huge mm. on entertaining. Um, and that has, uh, you know, I've gotten a little better at that. I mean, I like to have, have people over. Right. Um, but it's very interesting. Uh, we have recently, oh, I mean, the Lord just brings, has been bringing people into our life. We were out having mm. dinner at, a, at a, just a little coffee shop place Hmm. over in Hampstead earlier this year and there was another couple sitting there and we just struck up a conversation with them out we were sitting out on the porch yeah we were all eating and at the end of the conversation the the lady was just exclaiming about oh we've made some new friends you know she was just all excited about that and I think you gave them your business card I I thought it for about 10 seconds and I thought she was talking about how she just moved back from she was uh working with the U.S. military. She mm. was uh, running a PX. And okay. she'd moved back and didn't know anybody anymore and so on and so forth. And so I walked over and handed my business card to, the, to, the, to her right. boyfriend, fiance, whatever he is, yeah. and and said, contact me and, and we'll make this happen. And right. so the next day or two, we got an email and they've been over to our house and we've been over to their house. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, and so we're, so, just, um, we're just beginning this. That is a brand new friendship and you know we're 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 still just getting to know each other, yeah. Um, but you know I anticipate the Lord right opening doors there and giving opportunities yeah. there. Yeah, I do you, too. So. It just seem like you guys are intentional yeah. about like when Jesus says the fields look up, the fields are white for right. harvest. Mm-hmm. Like you live, I mean, you have as much going on in life as anybody else, but you also seem to integrate really well connecting with people and seeing opportunities God's giving you. That's okay. wonderful. I think he was giving us the opportunities all along. Mm. We just weren't responding to them like we are now. Hmm. Wow. Well, time is getting short. Yeah. You know? and, and we're old enough now that we don't have children at home anymore. And even though I'm tireder than I've ever been, we really can, we can do these things. Hmm. Right. It's good to hear you say it Mm -hmm. and say it that way. That's awesome. I think that's really encouragement to the church and a belief. And in in different phases of life, we had Joseph and Brittany on. They got three going on four kids, (laughs) and we had, you know, younger people on. So it can happen more through life. Mm -hmm. And to hear that you guys are stirred up in it and moving forward, um, that's 
wonderful. Um, so to finish out the podcast, we love to close in prayer because we really do want God to seed this in people's hearts, give them confidence and courage that they can do these kinds of things too and build the relationships and maintain them and keep persevering. Um, so as we close, uh, Martin, I think uh, you are going to pray for us and I would love that. Dear Lord, uh, thank you for this and uh, for how you speak to us. Hmm. And just like I was talking about, Lord, not just for Barbara and I, but for anybody that's listening that's a believer. Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll speak to us, show us what you want us to do, show us where those opportunities are, and we'll do it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. It was a pleasure. (laughs) 